Well, hello, introverts. This is Wes Colton with the Introvert Unbound podcast. This episode, I'm going to talk about ambiverts. So a lot of folks will say, you know, I'm neither an introvert nor an extrovert. I am smack dab in the middle. I am an ambivert. They say, well, you know, I do like socializing, but I also like my alone time. Therefore, I'm an ambivert. Let's talk a little bit about that. So there are two ways, I guess there are more, but there are two main ways of looking at introversion versus extroversion. Sometimes they call it extroversion, extraversion, whatever. So there's Myers-Briggs type indicator, MBTI. So I'm a certified practitioner in that. I've studied that a bit versus the big five personality test. Now, the first one came about through Carl Jung, the psychologist, back in the day, and it's since been changed around and things like that. And the big five is typically used by modern day psychologists to assess different aspects of personality. So the main difference here is that Myers-Briggs looks at introversion versus extroversion as preferences. So you would prefer to energize, regain your energy, recharge your battery alone if you're an introvert, or if you're an extrovert, you prefer to do that in society. Whereas the big five is a sliding scale. So you could be more or less in terms of a spectrum But here's the complicated thing about the big five, and this is the part that I don't really care for. It's measured on the scale of extroversion. So right away, it kind of sets up a bias in a sense that extroversion is the thing we're measuring, and you might be very low on extroversion. It's almost treating introversion as an undesirable trait or even a mental illness. And guess what? A lot of psychology and psychiatric aspects did treat introversion as a mental illness, like something is wrong with you if you are an introvert. Now, I don't believe that at all. Obviously, since half of society is probably introverted, that can't be that half of society has a mental illness and that they're born with, right? That's, that's not the case. The truth is, yes, it is more difficult to navigate aspects of society as an introvert compared to an extrovert. And maybe the default might be, oh yeah, that person is outgoing. That's positive. This person's keeping themselves. That's not. Now that is an outdated bias and it's really actually quite bigoted. This is, they're two different brains. The science shows that different parts of the brain light up when you're speaking and thinking depending on whether you're an introvert or an extrovert. So that's a fact. I don't buy the introversion is some lesser thing, and I don't like how the big five measures extroversion and pretty much just, even if it's not trying to, it's going to make you biased against introversion. So that's my little spiel on how to measure these different aspects. And Here's the thing. People often misinterpret what introversion and extroversion is, particularly in the introvert communities, particularly in the ones that aren't necessarily based around coaching or some that even are, just a lot of the memes and stuff like that. 
it's not really accurate. People think, oh, talking to somebody, oh yeah, I was really extroverted today, I talked to somebody, and like, yeah, you know, I, like the idea of speaking to another human being is being extroverted. That's not the case. Uh, you can be an extrovert and watch a movie by yourself. Oh, I was being really introverted. No, you're just an extrovert watching a movie. The issue is how do you recharge your energy, your social battery? That's all that this introversion versus extroversion comes down to. So the idea of introverts don't talk to people, that's false. Introversions can't, introverts can't have conversations, that's false. The only thing that may be true is that we're not as skilled at it because first of all, we are using different parts of our brain to speak. So we're going into our deeper memory as opposed to just kind of off the cuff the way a lot of extroverts do. One way some folks have defined it, I'm not sure if I agree with this or not, is that extroverts think while they're speaking and, and introverts think before they speak. Now, I, I think that's a bit of a that's not quite accurate, but it can help in terms of just going off the cuff, just kind of going on the surface memory is more of an extroverted skill versus, okay, I'm going to go into this deeper conversation mode, which is why introverts tend to prefer deeper conversation compared to small talk. Extroverts just kind of want to shoot the shit, right? They want to just have that basic vibing interaction and it doesn't matter as much what they're speaking about. So, that recharge is what it comes down to. Do you get energized by going out and speaking to people? And like, ah, I was feeling really down and low, but now I'm out and doing that. Or is it a matter of, oh, I was out there for a while and now I need to go home and I need to just chill on my own. Now, it's a complicated concept. There's no scientific way of proving energy, right? What does energy mean? It's physical it's mental, like tiredness. You feel overwhelmed. It could start just completely mentally. It, it seems to tie into physically too. But here's the thing. Of course, an extrovert can go out for 17 hours and then be tired. Are they tired, just physically bodily tired? Or are they now needing to recharge as, you know, doing stuff on their own? Or is it just that they're battery is overcharged, right? Just like with introverts, if we spend 17 days by ourselves, we may get a bit sick of it, um, not because we need to recharge in the outside world, but maybe we've overcharged our battery and that can kill our battery to a certain degree. So that's it's all kind of wishy-washy. We don't know the truth of all this stuff. I'm not an ideologue, uh, even though I do study the Myers-Briggs stuff and I, and I look at the big five too. I don't believe every aspect of it is true. I, I take what seems to be patterns based on what is happening in the world with myself, with clients, with just people, with studies that I do, with things that I read. That's how I kind of assess this. So I'm open to this. Uh, I, I'm not uh, like, here is how it is forever. But here is really what it comes down to. You probably recharge one way or another. That's typically how you end up your recharging, right? And think about it in this way. Vanilla versus chocolate. Oh, I eat both. I'm an ambivert, right? I, I neither one nor the other. Well, I bet you even the people that say that, and you know, I, I would say that I am one of those, I have a preference for one or the other. Now, I actually have a preference for vanilla, over chocolate, but 
I would say a lot of people have that chocolate over vanilla, even like, oh, I like vanilla, but chocolate, that's the thing I really crave. That's the stuff I really, really want when I get back from a hike or something like that. So that is your preference. Now, one caveat on preference. So like when it's used for, say, sexual preference, it's kind of off. It's kind of not accurate. It's not like if you're gay, you're choosing to be gay, right? So with being an introvert or an extrovert, you're not choosing to recharge one way or another. It's just the way that your brain works, whether that's biological, whether it's societal from things that you were growing up with, who the heck knows, right? But so I feel like even that terminology is a little bit off, that preference but here is my final statement on this ambivert concept, the idea of, oh, I'm neither introverted nor extroverted. I'm an ambivert because I like to socialize and like spending time by myself. That has nothing to do with it. It has to do with whether or not you have a preference or you lean towards one or the other for your recharge. So think about whether or not you're feeling really drained and tired. What is the thing that gets you back to where you're supposed to be? If you're somebody who is like, I really need to just go to a party this weekend and then I just feel better. Now it's tricky because introverts do benefit from socializing, right? We actually enjoy it. There's happy chemicals that squirt in our brains. It makes us healthier, but don't confuse enjoying a thing for getting energized, right? You may you may enjoy a thing or you may just tolerate the party or whatever, know it's good for you, but ultimately you're kind of in the back of mind, you're craving just, oh, I just want to be alone with my book so I can kind of get my headspace back together. You're probably an introvert versus if you're like, you know, uh, the uh, this weekend I was you know, sick and I didn't go out at all. I'm like, oh, it was driving me crazy to be at home by myself with nobody to talk to. Well, you're probably an extrovert. And this idea of being an ambivert, I question it. I, and I would ask you to question it. If you think you're an ambivert, you know, figure out what recharges you, what actually gets your physical and mental energy back together. And I would wager that you have this quote preference or you lean one way or another a la Myers-Briggs, which would make you maybe less of an extreme introvert, right? Or whatever. Uh, there, there are varying levels of it. There are obviously people who need more recharge time than others who build up their social battery, which I did, where I'm still an introvert, but I have a bigger battery capacity, but guess what? It still drains. So I haven't changed over to extrovert. I just have a bigger battery. I, and I know how to manage the energy to make it more efficient use of my battery. I'm not an extrovert though. I'm still an extreme introvert where I really do value that downtime and that's when I really recharge my energies. So think about that. I hope that's useful. Hope it clears up some of the misconceptions that are out there. At the same time, I don't know everything. Nobody knows everything. So you are free to question me. I'd be curious to hear if there are any ambiverts out there. Tell me why you are an ambivert and why you don't lean towards one or another. In a case, in this case, you would have to 
both be recharged by going out and talking to people for many, many hours after time alone, or you would have to be recharging from being time alone. So you'd have to have both to be in it, an ambivert in this case. So tell me, I'm open to having my mind changed. Take care, folks. Hey folks, this is Wes Colton, coach and founder of Introvert Unbound. I hope you got something out of the latest podcast. And if you'd like to keep up on future episodes, be sure to subscribe on Podbean, iTunes, or wherever else you found us. If you want to go a bit deeper, please go to introvertunbound.com and sign up for our free monthly email newsletter. And if you're serious about developing a more fulfilling social, dating, and professional life, email me at west at introvertunbound.com for your free 20-minute zero-obligation online consult where we'll come up with a game plan for you to leverage your strengths, overcome your obstacles, and become the Introvert Unbound.